0: Do you hear a lot about trauma but not really think your trials qualify as legitimate trauma and that it really wasn't that bad what you experienced? Or maybe you think you've had trauma but you're handling it just fine, although you're not really sure because it still feels raw and complicated even years later. If you're wondering how to know if you need help and what to do to get the right help, today's episode is for you. Hello, I'm Kendra Nielsen. Welcome to Fulfillment Therapy, where you will improve your relationship with yourself, your loved ones, and with God. You'll find healing, wellness, crucial mindset shifts, and self-development help. I'm a licensed therapist, personal trainer, and coach. In this podcast, you'll learn the skills and confidence needed to transform your life from merely surviving to living a fulfilling, flourishing life. You can't reach your God-given potential and become who you were meant to become by remaining where you are. If you're ready, we'll create an ignited life you can't wait to wake up to. And yes, it's possible. It's your time to shine, my friend. Welcome back, my friends, to episode number 31, Trauma Healing, When to Know You Need Help and What to Do. So before I dive into that, I wanted to read a review that was left. This is by Emmy Capson, who said, I love this podcast. Kendra is so personable and positive. I love her insights and stories. I've been looking for something positive and encouraging to listen to, and this is exactly what I've been looking for. I'm excited to keep listening and learning and use what I've learned to better my own life. Thank you so much, Emmy Capson, for that review. I very much appreciate it. I know I've said that many times, but I really do. It's very few people that will actually take the time to leave a review, even though it means so much to the people that you leave reviews for. So I'm really trying to do that more for other people, do things that will help them grow and become what they want to become. So I really appreciate those reviews and those kind words. Thank you so much, and I'm so glad it's helping you in your own life. All right, now to talk about trauma. You might remember a quote that I've shared in the past that says, when you get reactive, get curious. You have a wound that is asking to be healed, and that's by Mark Groves. Well, if you found yourself getting reactive about certain topics or events that other people might not be so sensitive to, Or maybe other people have told you that you're overreacting about certain things and you wonder why that might be. Well, today we're going to explore why this happens and give you some direction on what to do to begin your healing journey. I've been meaning to talk about trauma since the very beginning of this podcast launch, and I've lightly touched on it, but I found that I've been avoiding it somewhat. And that's interesting to me because I loved studying trauma in both of my degrees This is something that I really just immersed myself in for so long, was studying it and learning from it and healing from my trauma. So I did everything I could to better understand it for so many years. I was desperate to heal generational dysfunction and those patterns and heal from other traumas that had happened throughout my life so that I wouldn't unknowingly limit or harm my future family in any way. And by harm here, I just mean emotionally harm them. Because whenever we don't do our own work and heal our wounds, we pass on some of that pain and dysfunction to our children. I've mentioned a few times that both my dad and my brother died really tragically, so there was trauma there. But I've also been sexually abused by different people as a child and as a teen, and I've experienced a variety of other traumas. I've talked about how I have a big family and a very big extended family. So in one way or another, I've either experienced multiple kinds of trauma or I've had a close loved one experience those difficult trials that adversely affected them or me for years after the event. And I'm sure that you can relate to that in one way or another. Most people can when it comes to challenges and trials that continue to affect you for years. So most of my clients share similar stories, and it's very rare when someone comes into counseling without some significant trauma, but it's also rare for them to recognize it at first. There is more awareness about trauma and its effects now, so that helps, but even still, many clients say the cliche phrase, it wasn't that bad. I even said that quite a bit. Or I had a pretty good childhood. But then when I repeat back some of their life events and say, would you be okay with your children or loved ones having similar experiences? Then there is almost always a strong physical response initially of their body or even their face that very clearly sends the message that there is no way ever that they would want anyone they love to experience that same pain. And suddenly their pretty good childhood reveals hidden pain and layers of that unprocessed trauma. So it's one thing to have a positive perspective and quite another, to lie to yourself and suppress buried feelings and fears that leak out and affect not only you, but the people that you love the most. I don't know if you've ever heard of Peter Levine, but he is a psychotherapist. He's pretty famous and a best-selling author of a lot of incredible books on trauma. But he said that trauma is a fact of life. It does not, however, have to be a life sentence. And maybe you can relate to that a little bit. Does your trauma sometimes feel like a life sentence to you? You can heal from your trauma. And I'll give you a few tips in a minute on how to start that process. But first, I want to share a couple of other quotes that I enjoy on trauma. Denise Froman said, Your trauma is not your fault, but your healing is your responsibility. And it really is as frustrating as that can feel because Like I said, you're not almost always not your fault. And if you're a young child, it's terrible that these things happen to you when you're so innocent. And yet healing is your responsibility so that you don't perpetuate that pain. Your positivity can mask the iceberg below the surface that's affecting your private life. And if this is you, you know that what I'm saying is true. Marilyn Vandebur said, all emotions even those that are suppressed and unexpressed have physical effects unexpressed emotions tend to stay in the body like small ticking time bombs they are illnesses and incubation so hopefully you're able to pay attention to what i said there i'm going to read it one more time all emotions even those that are suppressed and unexpressed have physical effects Unexpressed emotions tend to stay in the body like small ticking time bombs. They are illnesses and incubation. I have found this to be true on so many levels, and there are loads and loads of research that show that connection of trauma to disease. Disease is just that. It's If you break it down, it's dis-ease. There's this famous book I've talked about before that I keep going back to, I keep thinking about, so obviously very pivotal in my life. But it's called The Body Keeps the Score, and that talks about the mind and body connection, especially concerning trauma. And it was first written about a decade ago, and that was after about 30 years of research. So these concepts have been around for quite a while. But even still, the general public doesn't know enough about these concepts, which is partially why I'm teaching this today. So before I tell you how to heal from trauma, let me give you a quick definition of it. Trauma occurs as the result of exposure to an incident or series of events that are emotionally disturbing or life-threatening with lasting adverse effects on the individual's functioning and mental, physical, social, emotional, and or spiritual well-being. So that is a quote that I pulled. um, Oh, I forgot what it was called from um, a really good website that talks about uh, trauma-informed care. And I will put the link in the notes. And it does a good job of breaking some of these things down if you want to refer to it. So trauma can include things like physical abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse. This can be childhood neglect. It can even be living with a family member with mental health or substance use disorders. It can be that sudden or unexplained separation from a loved one through death or otherwise, divorce, anything like that. It can be poverty, racism, discrimination, oppression, violence, war, terrorism, anything like that. So these are these big events that cause this pivotal change in your life that is not beneficial for your well-being. I think I have mentioned before the ACEs study. I don't know if you've listened to that episode or not, but that is the Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. And this is where the CDC, which is the Center for Disease Control, and others studied the effects of these adverse experiences as a public health problem. So once they saw the numbers and how much healthcare costs were connected to trauma, they finally started putting more money into helping people heal from trauma and trauma prevention, which was a very good thing for us because there's... So much more money being put into the mental health industry and prevention than ever before. In the study, they asked how many traumatic events that each person had experienced before the age of 18. And it's not quite so cut and dry as this, but you can even just do a quick Google search and take that uh, that quiz. I think I posted it on the previous episode as well um, when I talked about trauma in the past, but you can find out exactly what your score would be. And if you had a 4 or more for diverse experiences, these are some of the things that they found. So listen to these statistics. They found that a score of 4 or more, they are 2 times as likely to smoke, 2.5 times more likely to have sexually transmitted infections, 4 times more likely to have chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, 7 times more likely to consider themselves an alcoholic, 10 times as likely to have injected street drugs, 12 times as likely to have attempted suicide, and so much more. This is just the beginning of some of that stuff that they've researched. So more and more, they're seeing the effects of trauma in people's lives and what that means for us as a nation and and in our world as well. Okay, now you know a little bit about trauma and its effects, so what do you do about it? First and foremost, you get help. You show that humility and you go to professionals. For trauma, I always recommend counseling because it's often so big and deep that there are a lot of blind spots. Now, you can do a lot of healing yourself, but it usually takes so much longer. And in that process of that longer time commitment, it affects your loved ones for much too long. And that's not even saying what it does to you. You are all worth the money it may take for you to get help. And there are so many resources out there available. So just start asking questions and open yourself up to the possibility of that happening. So a lot of people ask me as a therapist, like, what do I look for when I'm trying to get help with trauma? What kind of therapist do I look for? I'm going to tell you a few different modalities you can look into. And then when you are searching for a therapist, just look for trauma-informed therapist or something with trauma. And a lot of people like to say that and they aren't necessarily trained in it but it is a good base um to look for some of those modalities and to see if they're trained or certified in one of these things and you will know they'll have ed- more advanced training in the trauma field. The first one I've mentioned several times is EMDR. So EMDR stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So this is kind of complicated and I've mentioned it a little bit before. But I'm just going to try to make it very basic, and then you can look up the rest and get informed yourself through your Google searches and YouTube videos, whatever you want to do. But in an EMDR session, your counselor will ask you to think of the trauma memory while you focus on bilateral stimulation, or your eyes moving, or you can actually do it with your hands in a butterfly hug. And the aim is to help your brain reprocess the memory, which wasn't fully processed at the time of the event due to that like overwhelming stress of that situation. And you do that by using both sides of your brain, which is known as bilateral stimulation. So this reprocessing releases stored memories, and that will help relieve nightmares or flashbacks or triggers or any of those things that you find coming out more in your life. EMDR is well known to be the recommended treatment for PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Another one is cognitive processing therapy, or CPT, not CBT. So your counselor can help you learn to challenge and change unhelpful beliefs concerning that trauma that are keeping you stuck. It can help you think differently about those events and minimize those negative effects. So that's just a very, very brief introduction to that, but again, you can look that up. So EMDR, CPT, there's also somatic therapy, And that focuses on how your emotions can physically impact your body. EMDR does this a little bit as well. But these emotions can be activated suddenly if you encounter um, something that's activating and reminds you of your trauma. So somatic therapy uses methods um, like body awareness and grounding in therapy to kind of help with that. Another one that I really liked that I was so close to getting trained in because it's a massively long waiting list with a lottery And then last minute I had to pull out when I finally got in and it was so sad, but is IFS, which is Internal Family Systems. This is the kind of the theory behind it. It's kind of like your personality has different parts, just like a family has different members. Your personality has different parts, too, and all of them wants what's best for you. So your counselor will help you get to know the different parts during your sessions. And some parts might be more affected than other parts. So, the aim is to understand why some parts are hurting and learn how to help them again with that big compassion piece instead of ignoring those parts. And this involves more curiosity as well, and it helps let go of shame. There's an article about this, these different modalities that I'm pulling from here, and I will also include the link in the show notes for you to refer back to if, if you're curious. I'm not going to go into these other ones, but you can just do a search for yourself. There's also hypnotherapy which I actually kind of combine with EMDR. I really enjoy hypnotherapy. And then there's brain spotting. There's narrative therapy. There's art or music therapy. And honestly, there's so much more. There's constantly new modalities being developed for trauma therapy because it is such a big problem. And there's so many different ways to address it. So for me, I liked EMDR best, although, like I said a minute ago, I paired it more with hypnotherapy. So instead of it being so traditional, I changed it so that I could relax a little bit more. I just really um, advocated for myself as a client. So I preferred closing my eyes. I preferred putting on music. I liked doing it online, so telehealth instead, so that I could forget about the therapist in the room and really visualize better and not be distracted. I had some incredible spiritual experiences as I explored first what negative belief those trauma memories instilled in me, and then what I wanted to believe instead. And I changed the narrative on my own by visualizing the event that naturally morphed into a new experience. Almost like I was rewriting the script in a movie and turning my character into what I needed to find healing. This really wasn't guided by the therapist. It was a tiny bit, but mostly this is all going on in my own head with me giving a little bit of dialogue in between the sets. I would often just sob throughout many of those sessions when I was able to be really effective and when I was able to let go and see what I needed and what that looked like. And eventually I saw it so vividly that my brain didn't know the difference between real or imagined. And I was able to reprocess so much of my stored pain that has been there for decades. And I was able to let it go. Now keep in mind that this process can take a while. Especially if you have a hard time letting go or relaxing. And you've really buried that and are not very open to the fact that you are repressing it. It takes a while to see what works and alter it so that it works for you. So some people don't visualize very well. They're not, they don't see images. Other people see words or they notice things in their body instead. For me, it was like I was watching a really powerful movie. And then at the very end, I was empowered and full of compassion for myself. And honestly, many times my perpetrators, but not until I had first validated my pain and felt maybe the rage or the sadness or whatever it was that needed to be honored and experienced. So that had to happen first. At one point, I was doing um, a session and my counselor asked me what I was noticing. And I said that the young me felt like there was a scream like stuck in my throat. And she told me just to yell, but I was too embarrassed to do it and unable to do so right there with her watching and listening so I asked her if I could mute myself and turn off the video for a minute while I did it and she said that was fine some counselors don't want you to do that type of thing so they can keep an eye on you but she's understood that this was effective and knew my personality so I did so and then I kind of yelled softly at first almost like a groan and then I started screaming and then just crying and crying It was so obvious, like, how long that scream had been waiting, just waiting to be let out. It was very therapeutic, even though one of my kids ended up flying in the room because they heard me and they were worried about me. But it was exactly what I needed, but I needed to alter it so that I could let it go in my own way. So if you do end up doing EMDR, be patient with the process and really advocate for yourself do what you need to do to get comfortable so that you can reprocess those often very scary things that you've been burying like i said before you can ask for music or you can request doing it online some of them don't want to but i honestly think a lot of times it works better or maybe you need a blanket or your favorite favorite pillow or get in pajamas whatever you can do to be comfortable maybe you can ask to close your eyes and move them for that bilateral stimulation or you can do the butterfly hug instead, or even tap your thighs. That's another one that works. You can even ask your therapist to talk less or do longer or shorter sets. And another thing that I really liked is you can ask them to use supportive figures, and your therapist should know what that means. But if they don't, let me know. It's a, another thing I'd have to go into, but it's very powerful. So you know yourself best and you know what it would take for you to feel comfortable and confident enough to be open enough for that healing. And that is so imperative if you want to heal from that trauma. You will heal bit by bit, but if you really want to accelerate that, I would really recommend exploring what it would take to relax and to calm down and to let go. If you're sometimes insecure about showing your emotions, just do it online and give yourself a moment off camera so you can feel those feelings. And so that they can be reprocessed, so that you can finally begin to move forward. All right, my friends, there is so much to share about healing from trauma and trauma therapy. So this is just a Reader's Digest version. But the short of it is that if you've had adverse experiences in your life, especially your early childhood... The chances are high that those experiences are continuing to affect you and your loved ones and probably most of the relationships in your life. Your health is also likely linked to that. If you know this is true, I would highly encourage you to find a therapist specializing in trauma therapy. If you try one and it isn't a good fit, just move on to the next one, but don't give up. I think I've been avoiding this topic for a while because I have spent so much of my life healing from trauma and reprocessing trauma that now that I've done so much of that really hard, deep work, I want to move forward and I think just continue to move up Maslow's pyramid. And that's why I'm so passionate about fulfillment therapy because it is at the top of that pyramid. Just like keep going up where you really are reaching your full potential and becoming your best self. I'm so grateful to finally be in a place where I can focus more on fulfillment because I've addressed really that glacier that's underneath. But like me, don't be surprised if again and again, you discover another layer of pain that still needs to be addressed. I was talking to my aunt not too long ago and she said she still is finding stuff and she's really devoted her life to these things too. And she's mm, probably 20, 25 years older than me, so... Older in life and still focusing on those things at times. So that trauma onion will get smaller and smaller, but the work is never completely done. Don't let that discourage you, though. There's another quote I have hanging in my office that says, Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. And that's by Brene Brown. I'm going to go ahead and say that again. Only when we are brave enough to explore the darkness will we discover the infinite power of our light. I just love this quote, like I like all my quotes, and it's so true. If we want to let our light shine, we have to be willing to explore the shadows in our life. Not fixate on them, but explore them and heal from them. Joseph Campbell said it in another beautiful way by saying, The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. And one more time. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. I love that. And I have that hanging up in my office as well. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I really love powerful quotes. And this is another one of them. So this is, again, just a small portion of the information out there on trauma. My friends, if you know that you've experienced trauma and you've minimized and buried that, I promise you it's affecting you and your loved ones. And it's time to be brave. It's time to enter the cave and explore the darkness so that you can begin to discover the infinite power of your light. Honestly, it's what you'd want for your own loved ones. And it's what Heavenly Father wants for you. As you do this, you will be able to shine more boldly and more brightly than ever. I pray that you'll find the courage to do so and that you'll find the healing you need to become your most beautiful and most effective self. That is all I have for today. I just want to end with a quick reminder about Igniting Life launching on August 21st of this year. That is a 12-week program with accountability and a big focus on mental health and wellness and what you can do to become your best self with that professional help and that regular accountability. It's going to be worth every penny. It is very reasonable and you will get more than you paid for. I just love these kinds of programs whoever gives these things, they are so important for growth towards launching you forward in ways that you can't do on your own. Not only that, but don't forget that we have 11 spots. By the time you hear this, we'll probably have less because we are promoting it on social medias and in our area as well. So I don't know how many spots are currently available, but we have At the most, 11 spots available for our men's retreat and our women's retreat in Costa Rica. That is for six nights and seven days in an amazing villa that I just booked. Two amazing villas. They are gorgeous. You are not going to believe the incredible view. You're going to cry when you have to go home because that's what I did and I didn't even have this view or this bougie awesomeness that you guys will have because there's going to be a chef and maids and even a bartender and I tried to get rid of the bartender because we don't drink but they just said they do like fun frozen drinks the whole time or whatever you want so all of that is included in it amazing amazing excursions I did all of the things so I know the best ones to take you on Those are all included in it. So go to fulfillmenttherapy.org to find out more details and secure your spot. Do it so quickly. I don't want you to miss out on maybe the only Costa Rican retreat that we will have. Sign up with a friend. Get it done. You will not regret it. It is going to be incredible. And as a reminder, at least for the women's retreat this is first open to those that have done my igniting life course that have done one of my previous retreats or have had consulting or coaching from me previously because this is a level two experience all right my friends have an incredibly amazing beautiful fulfilling week and i will see you back here very soon take care If this podcast has helped you gain the insights and skills needed to propel you towards transformation and joy, the number one way to help me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcast. Like you, I'm striving to become my higher self by helping others thrive. And I do that most effectively if you use your influence and give a review. Share this episode with a friend or share it on social media and let others know how it has helped you. I would be so very grateful and excited that we're creating positive ripples in so many lives. If you want to connect, you can find me on Fulfillment Therapy on Facebook and Instagram, or go to fulfillmenttherapy.org. Thanks for listening and shine boldly and brightly, my friend.